Welcome back to all our listeners. And today, another wonderful guest. And we have a supernatural encounters with Jesus. And I'm talking about none other than Mr. Joshua Marsingill. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Mahal. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being part of our show. Can you say more about you to our listeners? I uh, was an atheist up until I was about 27 years old. I mean, agnostic and I was exposed to faith when I was younger, but I turned into an atheist. And you know, I thought that if there was a God, then I didn't like him or that he was um, you know, just not for me and I didn't understand. So, But I mostly thought, there's not one. So kind of thought a lot about myself, but I, there was this big nasty hole in my heart. <laughs> I needed Jesus. <laughs> and so um, the kindness of our, our God, he, he came and rescued me from that life an open vision that was uh, one of the first uh, just really crazy encounters I had with God and it definitely changed my life mostly because I looked into Jesus's eyes and there was kindness in his eyes I couldn't believe that that he knew me I didn't understand that because the only thing I thought about Jesus was that he was a religion that you know an idea our concept and uh, a real person and so this personalized uh, the God of the Bible for me in a way that I think was possible and didn't have a box for and so it's it sent me on a on a a fantastic journey Uh, very quickly I got saved and born again the Lord had all this like design and all these ideas in mind (laughs) of how he was going to get me saved baptized uh, you know baptized in the Holy Spirit that you know meet the Lord baptized in the Lord's love and uh, healing my heart you know I came from a difficult background like a lot of people and my dad committed suicide, my brother committed suicide, and just we had a really dark experience. And so that kind of, I didn't know, but that had kind of brought me into the anger and the pain that I was experiencing that caused me to kind of reject the ideas of God. And so this this healing process that the Lord brought me through is something that I just believe he'll do for anyone and everyone, but he definitely came and got me. It was like I was something that, that mattered to him enough to where he he would come and rescue me, which is awesome. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Thank you. That's such an amazing one that you shared with us. And next question is, that's really interesting. So from being an atheist, what opened your eyes and changed your belief that there is no God, that there is this amazing God up there? What made you change and uh, realize and accept him as your personal savior in your life? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wasn't, uh, I think I was, offended by religion and the idea that it would be just a set of rules or something like that. But when Jesus turned out to be an actual person and, you know, he was 100% man, he was 100% God um, at the same time, which is a mystery, but just that 100% man was what connected with me. He looked me in the eyes and there was kindness in his eyes. And have you ever seen kind eyes? Like sometimes people's eyes, they smile, you know, you just, you can just tell they're like, they're a happy person. You know, he talks about uh, David in the Bible, he had kind eyes. You know, must, there must have been a, like a smile when you looked at uh, King David. But uh, anyway, uh, so that was what I saw in in Jesus' eyes, and that struck me. I mean, he he knew me. He called me by name. So there's two ways to say my name: Joshua and Josh. And uh, he called me Josh, and he didn't say Mr. Marsingill or something. You know, very religious feeling or something like that, Mr. Atheist Marsingill or whatever. You know? <laughs> there was no title situation. He didn't. He didn't try to, you know, put something on me. He was just 
Josh, like I was his friend, I was so familiar to him, he knew me, and I'd never been known like that, actually. My mom doesn't even know me that like that. It was just so obvious. And, yeah, so I, it was an encounter, really, that changed my heart. I mean, the reality of God was so convicting. It was so, there was so much contrast between not, not experiencing that and then experiencing that, which it's almost like I cheated, you know? But, you know, like Thomas in the Bible, it, people give him a bad rap because he's doubting Thomas. I was definitely doubting Thomas, like 100% of the time. And like feeling like, you know, I can't believe this unless I put my hands on that Thomas said. And, but he ends up doing that, you know, and, and, and that's what I did. I put, in a sense, I put my hands into the side of Jesus. Not the same, but, but in the same sense, that totally convicted me that, oh my gosh, like, you're, you're my Lord, my God. That was Thomas's response. And the neat thing that happens right after that, just a little aside, is that Jesus also appears to the disciples. So they all have encounters that convict them as well. So something that God does. He's not a respecter of person. If we need encounters, he will he will provide us. That is true. Yes, thank you for sharing that with us. And I also want to know: Did you notice any difference with your life before you became a Christian and after you became a Christian? Like after you accept Him as your personal Savior? So many differences. I mean, one really remarkable miracle that happened was okay. So I had. Uh, at 27 years old, I'd lived a, a good bit of life, and I had done everything. We grew up sort of poor for Americans, you know, and I ended up being a drug dealer, and I, I was really terrible at it. So I experienced all of that, <laughs> all this low-life stuff, and I had decided I was going to kind of bootstrap my life, as they say, like try to pull myself up and do my best and be a good person. So I'd gone from one end of the spectrum to the other, and in doing and being a good person, I had made myself so anxious so tied up in knots and uh, even the atheism and the constant fussing and like I had become such a, a person of debates and just always wanted to argue with people as an academic and so my mind was like a spaghetti of knots you know I mean just like a bunch of like twisty turns and just turning into itself and and I mean just physically that was a reality for me my mind I was I was suffering from severe anxiety you know, and I'm sure I could have gotten a diagnosis. Sometimes it put me on the floor and everything. So in that encounter, one thing that was unmistakable was was that I woke up that morning without anxiety. And even though I didn't attribute that to God immediately, I later understood that my mind had been basically re uh, reorganized by God to be able to have peace because that's what I felt. I, I didn't have that verbiage. I didn't understand, you know, the language. I didn't speak Christian. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I wouldn't have said, this is peace, but it was the absence of anxiety. And that was a radical miracle. I mean, this is a this is an actual physical thing that had to have happened in my mind to, to make that happen. And uh, so that was very convicting. And that was like one of these, these big, transformative experiences that was a, a, like a miracle. I mean, it's like a finger growing back or something. <laughs> you know, I mean, like your brain, yes, it can rege regenerate and things like that, but not like overnight, you know, so for that contrast was so powerful for me. So that was my first example of just experiencing like the radical ability of God to transform my life. As I became a Christian, you know, some things took longer, Some, but there were so many things that, that did just immediately get healed. I had uh, 
you know, I had a lot of difficulties. Like I had my own suicidal ideations and things like that. That took a, a, a about a year or so before the Lord helped me understand that and kind of equip me to be able to, to fight off those those tormentors, you know. And um, that's a long story, but like things like that, God equips us to be able to do those things. And, and now I can help other people with those tools. You know, I can help other people to do that. And that's kind of the economy of heaven. And when you experience something, it empowers you to be able to give that away. And we release heaven on the earth, on earth as it is in heaven. So, yeah, transformation is has been what God has done with me. And he continues to do it. I'm still in process. I'm not there yet, you know. And it's the best part. The journey is really good. He, he's not offended by how long it takes us and things like that. You know, he, he really... He loves the process or else he would have done without it. You know, he would have taken it away and just poof, we would have been like Jesus in a second. But yeah, yeah. he just enjoys this process. He likes he likes being in it with us. And so it's, it's a joy to be with, with him in the process. I mean, without him, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> yeah, you, you need Jesus. Come to Jesus. Yeah, it is true. He's very patient because he will like keep knocking into your door and yeah. he'll keep knocking and all we have to do is open the door and let him in. And like you have been a atheist before. So for like when we do podcasts, we don't know who listens to us, right? So right. what advice can you give to anybody listening that might not have accepted Christ into their life? Why is it important that they accept that free gift? I always like to say the free gift that Jesus offers in the cross for their lives. So God created life, and He really understands it. He created me and you and everybody listening. And uh, so He has a plan. He has a purpose for you. I, I did not know this before. And like I said, there's process. But even in the process, God's goodness is available in the land of the living so you're not just giving your life to jesus so that you can have a better uh, eternity like it's not just about the by and by as they say it's not just about heaven it's awesome you get to go to heaven that's a big deal <laughs> you know i mean yeah. hell is awful and, and honestly as a as an atheist i was experiencing a little taste of hell <laughs> and some of uh, some listeners may be experiencing really hard times this is where Jesus is. I mean, he just gets it. He understands our lives, gets it where we are, and he can help us in every situation that there is because he created life. He gets it. So we are in a fallen world. This is a fallen world, so bad things happen to good people, which is terrible, and it's hard for us to, to understand you know, those kind of things. But because of the fallen nature of this world, God is... Is his solution was to send Jesus Christ to our to save us, and in saving us, he's empowering us to be in this world but not of it. So, in 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 that experience, we are being equipped. You know, we're actually uh, supernaturally being equipped to understand. I mean, there's such things as prophecy. There's uh, supernatural healing. There's, I mean, you'll just begin, and there's so many things that you can grow into as a Christian that are, that are not available from the earth that will empower your life. It'll empower the lives of those around you. It'll break off the generational curses on, on the lives uh, that are affecting your family and, and friends and things like that. And, and you'll begin to experience uh, peace in the land of the living. That's a promise from, from the scriptures. So what we have to look forward to Yes, we have to give everything. I mean, it's like your whole life, 
give it all to Jesus. But what he gives you back is like this, you're a new creation. And so you, he cares about your personality. It's not about getting rid of you or you not being you or something like that. But he's going to teach you the reality of who you really are. Like he designs you. He holds your identity for you, not from you. So he's not keeping it from you. He's keeping it for you. And as you connect with the Father, which Jesus paid a very high price to make sure that you could do, you be, he's the keeper of your identity. So he starts to reveal to you. And of course, he's going to reveal to you the, the secrets of like how you are in him. You're connected to him. There's You're a part of a family and you have access to all that God has. And, and and so he wants that you you end up being like a little conduit like on the earth you're like uh, you know like you're a river uh, not a pond you know the things that come to you are going through you and you start to release heaven on the earth and heaven has its own kind of economy and things like that so you I mean in that moment that you accept Jesus Christ you become wildly rich in in heavenly wealth which is not I mean there are practical aspects to it so yes it's not like money or something like that i mean this but but what it can be is like you can be the only person like in a business meeting for example let's just get practical like it's so you're in a business meeting everybody's stressed out about the numbers right but you are a container you are a holder of peace and in that moment you're releasing that peace to all those people you just released heaven and heaven's economy made an impact on the ability to make decisions in that room because if you've ever tried to make an anxious decision, you know how that turns out. Yeah. <laughs> so these things are very practical. Like we give our lives to to completely, we just lay it down, and and what happens is this supernatural thing where we die, but we are also raised with Jesus. So we die with Jesus on that cross, and uh, because He absolutely killed us, it is finished. <laughs> yeah, you're you're dead there. And that's actually a good thing. We're happy about that, you know. And then, and then there's this resurrection. You get to take part in the resurrection too. So it's not all about dying. It is about living, but it's about learning how to live as a member of God's family. You are in the bloodline of eternity. Thank you so much. Yes, that's a really good and amazing answer. Yes, and we're definitely changed, and He changes for for the better for us because He wants what's the best for us. And you've mentioned earlier about encounters and i know that is part of your ministry can you tell us more about it i hope you enjoyed the very first part of our interview with josh stay tuned for the second part of our interview and i promise you wouldn't want to miss it thank you again for supporting us and let us reflect to what we just heard and worship jesus And thank you, and until next time, and don't forget to support us, and all the link is under the description below. Thank you, and stay blessed, and always remember, come to Jesus daily. Until next time, stay blessed. Every time I try to make it on my Every time I try to stay start to fall And all those lonely roads that I traveled on, there was Jesus. When the life I built came crashing to the ground, when the friends I had were nowhere.
Jesus. Deus te 